Welcome to the Firestarters Network podcast. This is Chrissy Remsberg, and I am here with Alex Harris, my co-leader at Firestarters, and also my co-host on this podcast. We're really happy to be having you join us today for what is actually, Alex, our very first episode. It is our very first episode. <laughs> our first attempt at <laughs> podcasting. So be kind, please be kind. Uh, but we're really excited. We're going to kick off this first season of the Firestarters Network podcast. Um, slightly in support of our book that mm-hmm. just came out. We're having an exciting life right now. Yeah, we are. We are. <laughs> uh, so today, before we dig into uh, the book at detail, we really want to start at the beginning of where Firestarters began and how it all started. So maybe we could jump right in, Alex, and you could tell us a bit of the story. Yeah, no, I'd love to, Chrissy. Um, uh, I guess it, it begins. I was... Um, a pastor at a church called Beacon Church in Stafford, and we were seeing uh, lots of people become Christians and get baptized and those sorts of things. And I, I found myself invited to the Baptist Larger Churches Conference, which I'd never been before. I felt a real ringer, a fish out of water. Um, but there began to realize that the story of what was happening at Beacon, a, a church that was growing through conversion growth, was a, a bit unusual. Uh, and one of our regional ministers uh, was really kind and generous and uh, sort of created a way for us to start to engage in other churches who are growing quite rapidly in our Baptist family. And we hosted, I think this was back in 2017, I think. Okay, so just before I came to England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we hosted um, two, we called them the Growing Churches Forum, which is a terrible name, really. No, it's, it, <laughs> it did what it said on the tin. <laughs> yeah. um, and we just talked as leaders of these growing churches. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm talking less than a dozen churches, you know, okay, yeah, quite yeah. a small number. Um, and we're just trying to help each other think about the opportunities, the challenges of that. Um, and we began to realize that perhaps if we told some of these stories of what God was doing, it might help other churches to grow. Yeah. Um, and uh, a chap called Aaron, who we'll meet on the podcast, is yeah, it, yeah, in our book. Yeah, yeah. So he actually came up with the name Firestarters. And we said, well, why don't we host some of these conversations um, and literally just conversations around the country Uh, tell our stories of how our churches were growing, what was happening, Mm -hmm. see if that could really help encourage other churches. Um, Really low key, but then our Baptist Union family amazingly also stepped in and said, actually, we think there's something of God in this, Um, put a little bit of funding. Um, And that's kind of where Firestarters emerged from. And for a year or two, we... We, we just went around the country telling the story, meeting with other churches, and we're just growing churches, trying to help other churches to, to grow and experience what God was, was doing. Do you have a sense? So you said around 2017 was the first growing churches I think forum. so, yeah, maybe 16, something like that. So do you have a sense then of how many um, churches you've engaged with over the last few years yeah no it's a great question uh, it's hard to tell because you know Firestarters still and certainly back mm. then was super grassroots so mm. we, we we had no one kind of paid there was no real organization and and that kind of stuff but we must be in the several hundred by now in yeah, our Baptist yeah. family yeah we must must be in the several hundred churches um and multiple multiple hundreds of leaders um uh like l- most folk begin to come to those conversations and still do as teams which is the best way of doing it so yeah. when we say you know several hundred churches you then multiply that up perhaps by four or five fold in terms of leaders um, yeah. who might have engaged in some way shape or form yeah that's good that's really cool I, what's always been exciting to me because obviously i'm now the pastor at beacon church uh, but i came to beacon and uh was working alongside you so i came along to uh two or three of those conversations and got to contribute um and it was interesting you know to see the impact to mm. see a, mm. a 
churches being able to connect and network and share ideas. And it really was practitioners, you mm. know, that I could see myself and the leaders on the stage and say, oh, wow, yeah. you know, like I could do that too, you mm. know, which is, I think, the strength of what Firestarters is and the ethos, you know, that everything, you know, whether it's a book or in person, it's stories of regular leaders. Yeah. Um, I know that, you know, over COVID, like most things, Firestarters sort of, uh, went quiet, I guess. We couldn't meet, we couldn't do that. And I guess uh, it's almost maybe a year ago that I sort of came and tapped you on the shoulder and said, excuse me, <laughs> what's happening with Firestarters? Yeah. And I was really excited, um, as I said, about what Firestarters had been doing and mm. was hopeful that it was continuing. But I had a few ideas, mm. I had things, and I really saw the opportunity to leverage what was, what was happening at these conversations mm. to make it more accessible. And so this is kind of where the Firestarters Network mm. uh, came out of, this conversation that you and I had. I think we might have been eating burritos or something uh, in a mall somewhere. That sounds about right, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, it was fantastic of this vision, this idea of how do we, if these principles and these ideas that are being shared, if they really do transform churches and allow us to expand the kingdom, then how do we help more people um, get in touch, I guess, mm. or, or connect with this information. And so we began to expand what yeah. Firestarters... Well, it's worth... Yeah, we become. did. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's worth reflecting as well that that first incarnation of Firestarters, if you like. We, we'd we intended to run it for three years. We said, let's do these conversations for, for three years and see what God does with them. Um, and we had this crazy like prayer goal of a uh, uh, 100 oh, yeah. Baptist churches. Yeah, 100 Baptist churches would see twice the number of baptisms in the year following a conversation as the five years previously. Um, and we thought we'd run it to the end of 2020, which would have been um, three years. So COVID did interrupt it. Mm -hmm. You know, we went dormant from basically March 2020. But up until that point, we'd, see, we'd heard of 73 churches had yeah. seen that that um, twice as many baptisms in a year as five years before. And then, yeah, COVID did. Yeah, we just went dormant because yeah, yeah. rightly so, all those ministers were were focused on their primary responsibility to their local church. We, we knew it wouldn't work on Zoom, those conversations. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, yeah, over that burrito, um, <laughs> I think in Manchester, weren't we? Anyway, yeah, yeah, um, you know, you, you <laughs> but I, I'd reflect as well. I mean, Chrissy, you were key in that, you know, that idea that God had given you uh, but others had started to tap us on the shoulders. You know, mm. others had kind of said we were we came to the conversations. They've really helped us as a church um, as we're coming out of COVID. Is there space for similar things? You know, um, is fire starters those are they still around? Mm -hmm. um, so that combination, I guess, made you and I go. Uh, yeah, let's have a look at this again. Let's see yeah, what yeah. God might want to do in this. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I think interestingly, I might have come to you uh, even before that conversation and said, Alex, you know, you should really write a book. You should put those principles down. That those would be great. And you know, I think you said, yeah, yeah, I should do that. And then it, uh, somehow it became we should write a book. And then you know, uh, I got to contribute quite a bit to the process of what became mm. uh, this book. I'm holding it here, which is uh, quite exciting. On this rock, simple lessons and achievable habits for um, church growth. 
Um, and it's exciting. So I thought what we could do for a few minutes, obviously, uh, over this first season, 12 episodes, mm -hmm. 11 to come, uh, we're going to dig into, uh, each episode, one of these, uh, lessons or principles. And, uh, as you mentioned, Aaron will be on and actually all of the pastors, I think, uh, all the pastors whose stories are in the book will be joining us mm -hmm. to uh, talk a, a bit, um, about their story and how these principles are lived out in their church quite practically. So I think that'll be really fun. But I thought what would be cool today is just to sort of skim the surface and give people a taster session, yeah, if great. you will, of what's to come. So I thought maybe we could talk about, so there's seven, uh, I call them principles. I don't know, do you call them principles or well, lessons? I, or? I, I, I don't know. I, it's worth saying as well where they, they came from. So we didn't start with these principles. Um, it was in, in here listening to the stories of the churches, we realized there were these common traits. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, and it was you then captured them, I think, and, and put them in the book and made them into real things. But yeah, principles, traits, characteristics, I don't know, whatever you want to call them. Cool. So maybe um, I'll just go through. I've got the book here in front of me and I'll kind of list off. We won't dive into these because I think... Uh well, we don't want to give it away. That's what's coming. Um, but the first, I think you would normally say that the first three principles are genuinely the first three. Mm, yes, yeah, I, 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 in terms of priority order, they exist in all these grown churches. They're, they're a real top trait of the yeah. grown churches, yeah. And these are the things, I guess, it, that all of these principles are things that in one form or fashion, they seem to be evident uh, in the churches that in, you were meeting in with. all the churches we began to realize these were the common threads i mean really different churches city urban rural some had paid teams some had no paid team like super super different but these were common traits in in all of them then top three were top three yeah mm. So the first principle uh, you list as an intensity of prayer and fasting. Then the second one is the gospel simply told. And the third one is let your evangelists be heard. And then I think the fourth to the seventh are principles that you say they're not in any particular order, but they are important, uh, but maybe not yeah, equal important. Absolutely. They're very common traits. So that includes there's clarity and agreement in the church. There's a real sense of clarity and agreement. There's a belief that the people they have are enough and they're not waiting for more people or even more mm -hmm. money or something before stepping out in a new endeavor. They take real risks. So um, these churches uh, take risks that are uncomfortable, genuinely things that mm -hmm. might fail in them. And then lastly, there's this reorganization thing that happens. They, yeah, they reorganize themselves, but much more often than you might think, much more often than is common in, in other churches. Now, what's interesting is I'm sure some of you are listening saying, what? what? What does that mean? <laughs> what is clarity and agreement? But that's exactly what the podcast over the next few episodes is going to dig into, that each time we'll dig into what do these things mean. And it won't be quite the same as coming to a conversation, but you will get the real sense of this is the kinds of things we talk about when we get together at these Firestarters conversations is an opportunity to dig into uh, what are the principles exactly, unpacking them, and what does it look like in, in a church. Now, one of the things I've noticed is at these conversations because there's always uh, anyone who's been to a conversation will know they kind of the schedule is not our master it is our servant Alex always says he has his sayings um, but uh, except for lunch lunch, yes, lunch, except for lunch. Uh, lunch always happens when it's scheduled especially if there's burritos involved <laughs> but uh, yeah so but the schedule there is always sort of a flow they always kind of follow a similar flow and 
and there's always a time at the end of the first day where you walk us through uh, the principles quite quickly and give an overview. This is what they mean. As w- and, and hopefully by then people have heard some stories and said, oh, yep, I can see those evidenced in the stories they've heard. But you speak always with such confidence that these principles or these lessons could work in any church mm. or with any leader. Mm. And so I wonder, what is it that gives you such confidence you know obviously Mm. we've written a book convinced that actually anyone could read this not as a formula this isn't a tick these boxes and then but that you're convinced that actually you know you're quite extroverted i'm quite introverted but i think you would say no chrissy it doesn't actually matter what kind of leader you are or what size your church is or if you're traditional or non-traditional or if you're in a city or a village that Mm -hmm. actually these are principles that work for anyone so my question is what gives you the confidence how do you know um that these will work yeah no that's great i think the answer is threefold right i think first of all it's where they came from Mm. so you know, just to be really clear, these principles weren't around, these traits weren't articulated when fire starters began. It's, it's, it's as we learned and journeyed with growing churches, as we over three, four years um, had conversations, learned from each other, that we began to see these traits were common, um, that, that these were repeated in all these growing churches and repeatable. Other churches could do this. They're mm. well within the control, if you like, of of what God has given us to be responsible for. So first of all, it's where they came from. We weren't we weren't saying do these things and you'll grow. We we're saying, oh wow, you're growing, and these are the things you you are doing. So that's the first thing. Secondly, is then as we began to articulate these traits and and say, look, these these things are common in all these growing churches, and other churches could could do this. Over a couple of years of doing that, we began to see Mm. other churches start to grow. So as I say, we had that prayer goal of 100 churches seeing twice as many baptisms in the year following, and 73 did. We kind of say, well, actually, as churches put these into practice, God seems to to move. Not in a guaranteed way. You know, this isn't some mumbo jumbo Mm -hmm. magic, but in God's economy, they seem to make a difference. So where they came from, then the impact they're having as churches begin to grow. And then I think thirdly was um, we did the really important check, uh, cross-checking with the Bible. Yeah. We're like, do, actually, do we th- see these things as as true to the Bible as what God through the Bible would tell us churches should should be? And you'll see that in the book as we've gone, actually, no, these are all anchored in the in the Bible. So I think there's like a trio. It's, it's like a triple lock, mm-hmm. if you like. Yeah. You know, why why do I genuinely feel I can speak with confidence around these traits? It's nothing to do with me, but it's it's where they came from, from growing churches that identified as, as common traits. The impact they've had as other churches have adopted them and now there's empirical evidence of conversion growth mm-hmm. um, and then that cross-reference with the Bible and, and a confidence. I know these very much are things that God would anchor the church in uh, and encourage us to follow. So that kind of triple lock, Chrissy, I think is where I'm coming yeah, from. Yeah, And I think it's encouraging. I think that's why for someone like me, when I first um, came along to a Firestarters, I could see myself as a leader and I think well when you if anybody who's met Aaron or if you listen to the the uh, episode that Aaron's on you know you'll we're nothing alike Aaron and I and yet uh, it doesn't matter because we can both practice the same principles and God can work in our ministries in different ways and uh, you know it, it looks different in our churches but actually we can both experience God moving and our churches growing and we don't have to be the same but we can practice in the same 
And what I think then makes the Firestarters Network sort of that connection so powerful is even though Aaron and I are so different and we might lead differently or you and I are different, we lead differently. But actually, if we're all practicing similar principles, it's much easier than to encourage one another and to hold each other accountable and to say, well, how are you doing with that? Because we're doing the same th practices, even if we're not um, the same people. Mm. Now, I, I don't. Uh, we're we're going to keep these episodes short. We're hoping mm -hmm. to do twenty to thirty minutes. So, as we're coming in uh, near to land, obviously, uh, each of the episodes will dig into the principles a bit more. But there, are, there's quite a lot in the book that you won't. Um, it's hard to capture on a podcast. Mm. But I just wanted to sort of share because what I guess I'm so excited about in my uh, role, I guess what I bring to the Firestarters Network is sort of capturing, how do we capture what is so useful and good about these Firestarters conversations and make it accessible, um, you know, even when you're not in the room, you know, or when, you, when you've gone home and you say, I wanna tell someone about this. And so the book I think does that really well. Um, as you say, it captures the um, principles and, you know, really grounds it in the word and mm. helps people to see where these things came from. But then every single principle is tied in with a story of a church, one of these fire starters churches who has experienced what uh, you would say an ordinary church who has experienced extraordinary growth. Yes. Right? I think that's how you always describe it. And um, so it's really powerful to see that. And then also every principle comes with, what did we put? Practicing the principle. So what we've put here are actually they're the same questions that you would ask at a conversation if you came on your own or with your team you'd be asked to reflect and then there's spaces to consider well you know what is what does this mean for you and your ministry and what are the next steps you're going to take and we really design this not just so that you it's sort of you know I was going to say garbage in, garbage out. It's not garbage, <laughs> but that sense of like just taking in information. Mm. You know, I read a, a great book recently and, and had another pastor say, oh yeah, I've read that book, but I mean, who can really do any of it? And that's mm. often what happens, isn't it? We read a great book and we feel really inspired and think, oh yeah, I should mm. totally do that. And then we put it down and start the next yeah. book. I mean, borrowing a phrase I've heard you use, uh, Chrissy, it's one of the great things about Firestarters, whether you come to a conversation, mm. uh, whether you read the book or whether you use these podcasts, is people leave going, that is so simple. I could do that. Yes. What's so special about that? Yes, or I could do yeah. that. I could do that better. And, and that's exactly one of the great things. What, one of the reasons why I think these traits, these conversations, mm. et cetera, have such an impact is is people go, that is something I can do. I don't need to be in a massive church. I don't need to be an incredibly qualified pastor. I don't need to be hugely charismatic. I don't need to have loads of money. I, I, no, I could do that in my ordinary church and see God, see people one to Jesus in ways we've not seen before. So yeah, it's a big part of Firestarters. Yeah. And I think what we hope is with the materials that we've put into the book is that actually it can be used with teams yes yes now that's really important actually so one of the things we've learned is the more you can do it with a team think about these traits come up with your plan for your church very specific specifically in your context the, the greater this impact is so we see individuals come to the conversations and they come to another one with a team you know teams come together so it, it's about doing it together I think I, I, we don't name that as one of the traits but you know as I reflect that there's a real togetherness in thinking this through and putting it into practice and I think I'd like to say as well is 
like the book is not designed to advertise the conversations and this this podcast isn't designed to advertise the book as such that all of them are designed to help you engage with the conversation as a team of what God is saying to you. Um, so, you know, we've tried to create, you know, three different ways of engaging in the conversation, either physically come to two days or listen through this podcast mm -hmm. and talk about mm -hmm. it as a team or use the book and read the book and talk about it as the team. So that's really intentional yeah, yeah. Um, to, to do that. And like you've just said, is, is to not fall into the trap of thinking just because I've got the information, that's enough, is making sure we do something with, with the information you and i are training for a marathon aren't we chrissy yeah. in, a, in a little while now <laughs> you weren't supposed to tell anyone uh, imagine imagine we were standing on that that start line and, and we looked at each other and you said to me alex what have you what what you know what have you done to prepare for this marathon and i said well chrissy i read 15 books <laughs> like you'd laugh at me wouldn't yeah, you yeah. i've got to put some stuff into practice That's to right. actually be transformed if i want to see my co2 max go up and my muscle short twitch you know long twitch muscles shift and change my mental resilience to get through 26 miles change if i, I want to see transformation i've got to have done something not just read about it received the information that's where the team aspect of this is so important talk about it as a team and then decide what you are going to actually do with the traits with the principles to make a difference in your context yeah fantastic i really want to just say if you're listening he meant vo2 max we know that it's not co2 max. <laughs> thank you very much i was just checking <laughs> I, you were listening I, chrissy I with that I one want, <laughs> I, I don't want to be arrogant to assume that we're going to get comments but if we should get a comment on our podcast you, we, we you, do you know can the tell difference. who the real runner is here <laughs> in this conversation but Alex, this is i i don't know about the people listening but uh, i'm certainly really excited to think about what's coming up we're both also excited because we're wearing really cool headphones and we feel fancy but I think uh, what we're hoping, what I'm hoping uh, is that this season uh, on the podcast, what you'll be able to expect in an upcoming episode is a deeper dive into each of these principles alongside one of these Firestarters um, churches, a pastor from that church who's coming to share what it looks like in their church. And we're hoping to have in every single episode, a little bit of time at the end to say, so how do, how do you do it? What does it look like to put it into practice? And some of these principles, you know, maybe prayer and fasting is obvious. And we say, well, I know how to do that. But it, it'll just uh, be quite practical so that just like at a conversation, hopefully you'll get ideas, you'll get inspiration that you can then, as you said, take it away, talk with your team and say, OK, so how are we going to put it into practice? So what I would love to suggest to the three people who might be listening right now is that we would love to hear from you throughout the season. I'd love to know what is it that's working for you? What ideas are you trying? If you're listening along with your team, let us know. Tell us what your team's reflections have been. You know, we want to hear about those things. You can find us online on social media, obviously Facebook and Instagram. Just search for the Firestarters Network. Um, and just as we're wrapping things up, I wanted to remind you of a couple things. Uh, if you would like to get a copy of the book on this rock, or if you'd like to join us in person for one of our upcoming conversations, then you can find all the details on our website, firestartersuk.com. Uh, and if you like the show, this is the advertisement <laughs> portion of the... If you do like the show, we would love it if you would help us out. Tell people about it. Share it on your social media. And wherever you're listening, uh, leave us a rating and review. It just helps people to find the podcast. So thanks very much for joining us today. I'm Chrissy. I'm Alex. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.